Back again, oh, <laughs> the episode. We Wale, we are Corbs. How are you guys doing? We're all right, man. All right. Three, the three Musketeers are back. <laughs> yes, sir. Wale, you didn't say anything. How are you doing? Yeah, man, I'm fine, man. Yes. That's hanging in there now. <laughs> well, not bad. And this week has been a long one for all of us. Like, yeah. there have been news of the demise of... I mean, I won't say it was really close to any of us, but we knew him because he went to school with us, demise of Ayodele Bandele and how sadly just passed away. Do you guys have anything, any fond memories of Ayodele you would like to share or what you thought of him as a person or what he meant to you, even from the outside looking in? You know, I actually have one. So I don't know, Shibu, you were not in, you were not in Trinity at this time. It was GS3. Well, did you remember during, during extension when I go in trouble with Joshua Osai one time? Yeah, I think he thought I was laughing at one of his... Anyway, shall, shall, I, I got decked. Like the senior was there. Like these guys, he, he thought I was laughing at one of, his, one of the girls in his set. And I got in trouble with them. I was actually getting beat up. Mm-hmm. And I remember Ayodili Bandili was the one who helped me out of that situation. Um, cause his mom, his mom and my mom were like they were colleagues in Cardiff, mm-hmm. so they know each other even until now. So I remember that day vividly. Him walking into the room and telling his guys to calm down, calm down, let me go, that kind of thing. He took me out of the room. He spoke to me, checked if I was okay. Yeah. I was thinking about it now. It's just it shakes. It's, it makes you, it just gives you shivers, you know, cause yeah. It's different because he was a good person. He was a good person and we actually know person. like we actually know, you know him. It's different. Yeah, like a, lo- a lot of the times you like you see this post on Twitter, but you don't really know that person at all. Like you, you've never heard of that person. So it's almost like eh, you know. <laughs> but it's it's different when you actually know this person, you've seen this person, you've spoken to this person before. It's just you know, sad. It's sad. sad. Well you want to go sad, now. Man. Well, of course, you still have anything to say. Oh, I mean. Well, how about you? Should I go? Or do you want to go? No, I'll go. Like, I'm not sure if you remember, but like, there was this inter-house post that we had, like, in primary school. Mm-hmm. Where, like, we did high jump. Everyone was like, who is this guy? Like, he came to San Serious, like, he come later or something. Like, kind of remember him coming later, but... That's beside the point, like, it was just different, like, in every way. Was, it was really nice as well, because, like, my brother was ahead of him as well. So, like, he used to talk to my brother quite a bit. And, like, when I came there as well, he talked to me as well. It was really nice. He helped me settle in. And it does feel like really sad. But his brother as well, because I kind of know how it feels to be, like, not, like, lose your brother, but, like, um, been like close to that in a way and kind of my hearts just hope his brother will be okay and amen amen for me like i already listened to like primary school like i think when he was in primary six i was in primary three while if you remember vividly like these guys used to go out to like play soccer with like grange sensibius redeemers and they always used to win and you be hearing like, oh, I really bandily got four goals. I really bandily got two assists. I mean, I was in primary three, then like, damn, I want to be like this guy. Because when they come back, Mr. Fulami, Mr. F, I'll just be all over them. 
showering them with like praises and everything and it was so humble too like he never allowed that get to him even in our sports like i remember one time like when we used to have heat like he was still train the hardest like even though it was better than most people still put in because to me i felt it was like one of those people that are just extraordinary athletic if you get what i mean i didn't know i was in trinity like you guys can possibly allude to that but from primary school like he's just been extraordinary athletic and just he's just been good at whatever he did and i think it was academically sound too because even in primary school like we used to have like this top three thing and he always used to be part of those guys too and I, even even to add to this i think it was sports prefect too while he was he can't remember but it wouldn't surprise me if he was i think it was sports prefect too so even like it was just a very nice person and hearing this is just sad to say the least and why and i just hope like his family members especially his brother because i think he was he was very close to his brother because his brother was even a year below us while he yeah, for Lauren. Well, it was yeah, exactly it was a year below us if I if I remember vividly. So I just hope he, they can find peace because he meant more to them than us, like than all whoever I feel. They they should be people that that can find peace and just take solace that is in a better place. Amen. Amen. Uh let's get right into it today. First topic we want to touch on is super frank and what has gone wrong for Chelsea. <laughs> I, have, I, have a lot, I have a lot to say too, but I know our cops would definitely probably want to go first. So I'm interested to hear what you have to say, but um, <laughs> should yeah, I go, yeah, first? go first? Okay, you go. Uh, first. Yeah, I can go first. I can go first. Okay. So I just want to say, let me just make it clear. I love this man. Like, <laughs> I love this man. And I I would always back him. I tweeted something weird during the city game. Which looked like I was studying against him. Why? Yes, I saw that. I know, I, I, I know, I know. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it just feels different with Lampard this season. It feels very different. It's almost like we have like two different managers from last season and this season. Like I don't know how. The thing is, he has lucky regressed. He has lucky regressed, and I've even I've listed out a bunch of things that he has been doing that has been pissing me off. Since since December twelfth, I remember I remember that day December twelfth because that was the day we played Everton and we lost one nil, and that was the day I had my last final exam last semester. So that was two bad results. So anyways, firstly, I don't know what has happened to him, but he is not as tactically flexible as he was last season. Mm-hmm. Like last season, the thing about Lampard was. He he adjusted his formation according to the team we were playing. This guy wasn't scared to try any any type of system. We saw him go from a four two three one to a four three three to a three four three back to a four two three one back to a four three three, and we were getting the results that way. But this season, I don't know. We started with a four two three one, and then the results were not that good. Yeah, given no preseason new players, we didn't get to gel everyone in, we're having injuries, we're not getting good results with the 4 to 3 one So he switched to 4-3-3 and boom, we went on our 17 game on beating run and that was nice until we started having injuries again. Ziyech mm-hmm. got injured, we had Polisic injured, we had Kalom. There was a time we had all our wingers, I think against the Everton game, we didn't have, the Everton game, we didn't have any wingers available. Mm-hmm. But, Lampard still persists with that 4-3-3 and he plays central midfielders on the wings. 
I'm like, bro, man, this thing last season. I don't understand what's happening now. Why you're trying to force this P? You play your you, you suit you play the players that are available. Mm-hmm. You use the formation with the players that are available, but I, I don't understand. My guy is like four three three or die. And a lot of Chelsea fans have this theory that he does that because he's trying to fit Mason Mount into the team. But that's that's another that's, that brings me to my next point actually. His mm-hmm. over reliance on Mason Mount is another thing that pisses me off, man. And I feel I have this weird theory that a lot of players in the team look at that and they don't like it. There's this thing I used to tweet about all the time about how Kovacic in the midfield, if Kovacic has one poor game, my guy's getting right. dropped for the next I, two, three games. I, I, I think I saw that tweet. I saw that tweet. Yeah. That year. And yeah. that, that is, that's the actual truth. But Missy Mount, on the other hand, can have a poor game. But rest assured, this guy's playing the next five games. And I don't understand why that is. And I try to put myself in the, I mean, I don't have the, I'm not, I'm not a talented footballer or anything, but I try to put myself in the shoes of those players. And if I'm saying that, I'm feeling some type of way. Definitely. I remember the, the City game, Kovacic looked disgusting. I think that was the worst performance he had. Yeah, that was the worst performance. I watched that game. It, was, it was terrible. And the only thing that came to my mind was, this guy doesn't care anymore. He's like, even if I play well, I'm going to the bench no matter what if I drop another poor performance the next game. So it's almost like, are you are you going to want to work hard for this manager knowing that you have to do extra work, exactly. do more work to get into his team? Meanwhile, there's this other kid that, that, has, that has had useless spells in the team and hasn't gotten dropped, you know? Mm-hmm. So that's my theory. That's probably not what's happening because I like to believe these guys are professionals and they won't want to down tools like that. But I can't help but feel like a lot of players look at his relationship with Mason Mount and feel unfairly treated. I feel like Giroud is in that camp too. Giroud plays very well. He has very good games for us where he finishes. And then next game, you're seeing him on the bench. You're like, what's going on? Same thing with Hotinodoe. Hotinodoe is one is even the worst because that same missing mounts we're talking about. Would you believe that Lampard at the beginning of this season, when he had Hotinodoe available, he opted to play missing mounts on the wing over him? That's ridiculous, man. But I'll try and make you snappy because me, I can't go on to you tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. Wrap it up. I don't think the guy does. <laughs> I think this guy does. He he throws players under the bus. And we saw that after the Arsenal game, when we lost, he took no responsibility. That was disgusting. No responsibility. The first thing he said was the players have to take responsibility. The players this, the players that. And then his analysis of his of his losses are annoying. Like he's always so vague. I hated Sari, I won't lie. But one thing Sari always did when we lost games, he tactically spoke about why we lost that match. He would explain it to the reporters. He would explain why we lost that game. But every single time, and I always keep I watch out for this, every single time we lose a game, Lampard's explanation is, oh, the players didn't put enough effort. Oh, they didn't run. You have to work hard. Oh, I didn't see enough fights. Like, tell me why. Tell me why we lost the game. Don't tell me, oh, you have to run for your teammates. Oh, this, oh, that. I want to, I want to, I want, I want to understand that he tactically knows what's going wrong because everyone's like, this guy doesn't know what he's doing tactically. And I don't want to believe that. But he's not showing me that he knows what is going wrong in-game. But anyways, finally, I think this guy needs an experienced person in his team. I don't know if you've seen Lampard's coaching staff. For their, the backroom the back staff? Backroom staff, are, yeah, young men. Two of them, Jody Morris and 
and Joe Edwards. They were coaches in an academy. Mm. That's, where, that, that's where they come from. We have no experience. Like, if you look at Oli's team, Oli has Mike Phelan. His, yeah, my fi- I think I think Mike Phelan has been there since Fergie. He's been since Fergie, yeah. Who also mm-hmm. has the experience? Then I was reading, I saw something about Gerard who has this guy called Gary McAllister in Rangers, also who is an experienced coach. So I really feel like Lampard needs someone like that because when things are not going well, like who do you yes, the, who do you who fall back? Who do you fall to? Exactly, who do you fall to that has that experience that can say, okay. I've been in this kind of situation a few years ago, and this was how we came out of this situation. I can't see these guys that with him. It's almost like a boys' club, academy football. That's the that's the highest that's the highest level, except Jody Morris, who has the same amount of senior um, football experience Lampard. So I feel really need. I think we need to get someone in who can help him there. Yeah. So I don't want to say too much about Lampard. I love him. I still back him. Let's see how he mm-hmm. does. I think we should still give him to the end of the season. It's a weird season after all. So weird season after all. Yeah, we'll see how it goes. But what, what do you what what do you have to say about him? Uh, me, I have three. Game. I have three points. I have right. three points I want to talk. The first point is that I feel Mendy is looking vulnerable now. Oh, Mendy? Mendy the keeper. Oh, okay, the keeper, yeah. Mendy the keeper. Like we might have overstated how his influence was like he's making a lot of silly mistakes right but, now you know, like, I, i'm guilty of that i, I overrated him on the last pod I I, we, we did we all I did i did too i was gassed but you can't blame us because <laughs> when you have kepa when you have kepa when you've had kepa in goal for two years mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> when you see any other thing when you think the guy is the next coming of jesus so, yeah i i i i <laughs> And I was having this talk with some of my friends, and is it? And I was asking them, is it that the defense was is better now, or Mendy is actually a good keeper? Because most like, keep, after, like, after he came or after a bad run, after a bad run. Because is it that the defense was way better and they were shielding him? Because even, even when he was good, he wasn't really getting a lot of shots. Like most of the shots he was getting were shots we expected him shots to save. He should save, yeah, he should save. But we all got true. gassed because Kepa wasn't even doing that. You know what? I, I, that's true. The thing is, our defense got better. Our defense got better. Yeah, I give you that. Def- clearly, it's better than last season. There's no even arguing that. And the thing with Mendy was, like you just said, that's true. Every time he got a shot, the thing is that we limited the amount of shots the opponents got against us. So when they would get those two, two, one, two, three clear-cut chances against us that Mendy should be saving, they would save it. You will save and it. And when we see that, we're like, oh my God, because right. that was the problem we had. It was the same thing last season. Now, you remember I mentioned it that we had the fewest shots considered. That was mm-hmm. how it was last season. So we always limited the shots the opponents had against us. But the difference between Mendy, or at least Mendy when he started, and Kepa was, Mendy would save those shots. Kepa won. So it was something new for us. We're like, oh my God, we actually have a goalie. A goalie. <laughs> that can, that can stop these shots, yeah. Even with that, he's making some, like, I won't say there are errors, but, like, if he's not careful, he could make errors passing out from the back. I can't remember. Oh, there was one against if, United. Exactly. The back pass that almost went that almost, that almost let it go. So that early optimism about, about Mendy might have been overstated. That's one point. And now that we've seen that it's not that good, everything is like, oh, Chelsea's considering goals. And mm. obviously, the person who blame is the coach. Another thing is, I don't know, is Kante, to me, I feel Kante might be underperforming. I think, I, I think, 
Wait, that's not even i'm listening go on i have my own theory about Kanti, but i don't know if you had something to say first before that's what you say i don't feel is is a fault of his own that formation that 433 mm-hmm. i don't feel really suits Kanti. Right. like Kanti's. Right. 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 Four... Right. 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 you're actually right you're right <laughs> Is that four three? <laughs> they about four three three shoots most of the players on the team, but yeah, I don't feel the shoots can't in the sense that if you have Kante playing that box to box, and let's say the Jorginho or Kovacic just holding, I feel that that helps Kante. But Kante being the deepest, I don't feel because it's not like I feel Kante is better than Jorginho, but it's not as good as Jorginho where Jorginho where he can play long balls out of the back. Yeah, like That's, so. Yeah. So and I you know feel that's Sarri, a problem. Sorry, actually, when Sorry was in charge of us, he actually alluded to it that Kante is not technical enough to play at the base of a midfield. He doesn't exactly. fit enough, that kind of thing. Another thing with Kante is he tends to follow the ball. But when exactly. that's very risky when you are the sitter because you are the you are the, like, you are the, the last, last shield. You know? For example, that Sterling goal. That, I mean Sterling didn't yeah. score the goal, but that run that Sterling had that he didn't exactly. die. Exactly. That he also did. I remember it was very evident. A, a game, our game against Sheffield. The thing is that we tapered over it. He made that mistake for the first goal. The first goal considered in that game was from mm-hmm. him doing that exact same thing. The harsh reality of Kante is in two, three seasons, Chelsea will no longer need Ngulu Kante, and that's that's sad, but that's the truth. Because um, I feel like Kante. He thrives in a counter-attacking system, and we don't just we don't play that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Next seasons with Leicester City under Ranieri, he mm-hmm. played in a counter-attacking system. The next True. day he came to Chelsea, played under Conte. Conte. Two seasons counter-attacking system until he played it. I remember the first time people started looking at Conte and we were like, ah, "Is this Conte guy still really good?" Was when he started playing against Sarri. <laughs> well, sorry. Not play a counter-attacking system. system. Yeah. So the thing is, Kante is not good at the base of a midfield if you're playing a 4-3-3. He's good in a 4-3-1 counter-attacking system. But if you push him high up in a 4-3-3 to play as one of the eight, he's going to kill your attack. He's going to kill your attack because he's not creative. Exactly. He's not creative. That's not who he is. That's what I'm saying. Like 4-3-3 practically works for everyone else in the team except for Kante. <laughs> exactly, the four-three-three is the ready-made system for the team, but it doesn't it doesn't feature our best midfield. Our best if he can't play on the if he can't play in the base of the midfield, he can't play in the eight. He, can, he can't play in the eight. On the bench, man. That's, that's, and it's weird to have someone like Ungolo Kanti on the bench. But I feel like bench. If Lampard, if Lampard can really look at himself and say, "See, I know the type of football I want to play." Kanti is good, but the guy he's starting now. I can move him. Mm-hmm. I can. Get good money from him, you know. Mm-hmm. I think he he might have to sell Ungolo Kanti. Might. It's might. sad though, because uh, <laughs> one is a nice guy, two is just a nice guy. carefree. Like, but you have to do yeah. what you need to do. Let me jump. Let me jump to my third point. My third point is Werner and his woes. Uh, like, what's happened? Like, I feel I don't feel. <laughs> Wally, why are you laughing? <laughs> I speak on Werner. <laughs> this is sad, man. Yeah, I, I have a lot of things to say. Not a lot, but just things that when I see the woodwork like five times, he has basically been unlucky. Let's give him that. It's not like mm-hmm. he hasn't been trying. Yeah. He's not I, hiding. I'm, he's not hiding. Yeah. But another thing is that but when I is that when I does not progress the ball a lot for a forward player, 
like it makes a lot of backward passes. I don't know if he watched the game like that, but when I doesn't really progress the ball, because that's not his skill set. He can't do it. Werner can't beat him, man. He can't. He can't dribble. He can't. Exactly. He can't. He can't. And looking at and looking at Leisberg, Leisberg, he played seventy eight percent as a centre forward and only four percent as a left wing. Mm-hmm. But right now he's playing left wing, and that lack of familiarity is obvious with the way Chelsea play because Chelsea are playing more of a possession based football, yeah. like we want the ball. But Leisberg they play like a transition base where if they catch you on the counter, they give him on the left wing. He has a lot of yeah. He has a lot of space to go. Nothing, because I don't think he's a dribbler that can. I mean, he can dribble one on one at times, but he has a lot of space and he's ready to go and he's going to chop his space and do his damage. If you get what I mean, I get what you mean. Yeah. And 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 that's and that was what is really showing now. So I don't even know how that can be fixed. <laughs> to be I honest, cut if, if I can cut him, yeah, that's, sure. that's another reason why Lampard was pissing me off because everybody <laughs> in this world, even you, are not now fan could see <laughs> that this guy can't play there because mm-hmm. this guy Lampard likes his wingers get, getting the ball from like deep areas and possessing mm-hmm. it forward and time after time after time again we could see Werner couldn't do it it's, there were so many times Werner was playing at the touchline where Lampard was and you're like guy you have a front row seat you can't see what mm-hmm. this guy is doing and he's not doing the job you want him to do and you would think okay the next game we start Werner is not starting on the wings either you play him center forward or he sits on the bench but Lampard rolls out him rolls him out again as a winger and that was very frustrating and then you will have someone like Otino Doi natural talent there as a winger on the bench watching that is, is, I don't know but I think now he's, he's changed his ways Renner hasn't played on the wing since I think the Arsenal game after he hooked him up for half time he has been playing I think he played center forward against them Man City, and then the match before Aston Villa, he came off the bench as a centre forward. But even with that centre forward position, I don't really get the impression that it is going to work very well because I don't know if he, during Leipzig he, he usually played with it. He played up top, mm-hmm. so he usually played with like a bigger striker. I've forgotten the name of Paulson or something. I think it was Paulson. Yeah, yeah. So and. We don't Lampard, Lampard has never ever tried a two striker formation. So I, I don't I don't know. With Werner, it's almost like we signed him without knowing how we were going to use him. Exactly. Like, oh just just signed him. Timo Werner is available. Liverpool are no longer <laughs> interested. His release clause is isn't that isn't too expensive. Let's mm-hmm. get this guy. That that's 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 just the vibe I get. And I don't know. Hopefully, because you can see the potential of him being like a Vardy type or a Guerrero type yeah. striker. Well, we'll see how it goes with him. We'll see, we'll see. Just, yeah. I just feel, I feel Lampard will sort it out, but like, I don't know if this is, I don't, I don't even know, man. He just needs to figure it out, to be honest. I won't lie, I feel like he would sort it out, but my fear is by the time he sorts it out, it's already going to be too late. It's going to be too deep into the season where we can't get top four. That's my fear, because there's no way Abramovich is going to accept Lampard not getting top four at the end of this season. I know you, the thing is, Lampard. If you, if you, even from his his playing days, he thrives in proving people wrong, and he knows how to prove people wrong. That's the thing. I mean, another thing I noticed from like him being Chelsea manager is at the end of the day he will get it right. Mm-hmm. But it's the time at which he gets it right. A lot of fans always see things before him, which is worrying, because a lot of the things we see and we complain about, Lampard ends up doing it, but he does it like because it's way too way too late. Way too late. Way too late. 
So that's worrying, but I mean, we'll, we'll see how it goes. That's, that's it fair. Goes, you can leave my guy alone now. <laughs> okay, next topic. <laughs> this is this was funny because. United is on top of the league, and I'm asking myself, like, how did we get here? <laughs> I remember our last episode where shouting Ole out, is Ole out of his depth, but <laughs> these guys are on top of the league, and Chelsea, City, Liverpool, I don't know how. They yeah, cl- it's doing my head in, man. I don't want to stop. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Wally, do you have any explanation to that? Yes, the work of the enemy. That's <laughs> the first explanation. But they go. Can't underplay this guy, Bruno. Uh, he's uh, Bruno's inevitable, man. He is. Oh, he is. Man. He's, he's, just pure, he's just pure impact, man. That's all. That's all he is. He's not even like you know, like this shit that they talk about football, just like passing the items. Bruno feels the items misery. <laughs> feels so good at making things happen. Like I don't know how he does it. Like, I don't. Yeah. I don't I really don't understand how United because <laughs> really. about Bruno is that I don't know Bruno never really shows up in big games like people say but when he shows up like he actually shows up and he shows out I will still take a player like that man. You, I mean <laughs> think about like what what's actually good about Bruno is his creativity I think and his directness is very, very like, direct. Yeah, watching it's him. true. It's almost true. like yeah. he doesn't want to play the ball back. He's always uh, looking forward. I, I don't know. He's not he's not scared to take chances, that's for he's, sure. Like exactly. He's not scared to try the we'll, really passes. Yeah, we'll, we'll lose the ball though, but yeah, he's ready to lose the ball. That's the thing. And that's what I mean. I'm always fishing for goals. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I'm always fishing for goals where he, he loses the ball and then they score United just to have argument against them. But ah, the guy is good, man. I would take him. I remember I said something very foolish a few weeks ago. I was asking if uh, Fernandez would get into Chelsea's team. But that was more as a dig at Lampard. But, man, without a doubt, man. Without a it, doubt. That guy it's, is like, it's, it's crazy. And everyone is just like, Cavani is just Cavani. Like, a gunman is scoring. I remember that game against Southampton. Was it Southampton that they ended up winning? Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, no United, like, I knew they were going to win. Like, <laughs> you could just see the comeback. Like, we've all seen that kind of comeback before so many times. Mm-hmm. We've all seen, it's like, it's like, it's just something attached to United. Like, okay, these guys are, and they came back again. I like, ah, these guys might be really back. Oh. And you know, Shubo, they are not even, they are not playing that well. That's the thing. <laughs> they're, they're not Played that well, but these guys are getting three points every week, man. Getting three points and, every week. That's, bro, that's looking the sign of a title winning team, man. Because I remember mm-hmm. we've done it. We did it with Mourinho. Yeah. Remember the 2014-15 season? Was that the one we won with? Yeah. The first half, we had a good season. But the second half, we were not playing well. We were winning games. They were winning we games, man. To an extent, last season. So they were not always performing. Yeah. Like, they but were they not always, always playing. But they, they always win. Three points. That's what matters at point. the end of the day. And Pogba, I don't yeah, know, like Pogba, Pogba pulled out yesterday against Burnley. I think that's the best it I've did. seen Pogba play in a while. It did. In, in a while. Trying to get Madrid and Juve hot so that they can come for him in the summer. <laughs> Do you think so, though? Do you think like he's not fully into the project? Because I don't. You remember he he came up with one statement. I think, uh, I, th- I, think that was, I think that was his agent. Was it him or his agent? I know his it, agent. It was, it was very... around that. 
yeah, it was around that period where his agent came out and said something. So I think a few days he came to do some damage control, like to say, oh, I'm fully invested in it, that kind of thing. And he's playing like he is. We are so winning. Like, <laughs> we are winning. Everything is going, going true, well. Sure. It's true. <laughs> Everything is good. That's true. Wait, what do you want? Did you want to say something? Yeah, I mean, like, I don't think that he's going to stay by past the next two years. Because, honestly, I think if it wasn't for COVID, he probably would even be there now. Teams <laughs> <laughs> are cash-strapped. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But I don't even think that... Anyway, it's not exactly all this fault. It's just, I think he needs a certain kind of manager to play under. And I don't think Ole is the one for him. In the long run, that's what you mean. Yeah, in the long run. I even forgot uh, about that guy. Go Van de Beek. Mm. Yeah. Guy, have you ever have you seen that guy's face when the camera pans to him on the <laughs> Yo. <laughs> I always feel so sorry for him, man. Honestly. Oh. Sad. Sad. But it's what it is. Like United is winning. Like there's not much you can say. Like you just have to give them their props, cause yeah, yeah, it's impressive. These guys are like, top of the wins. league. How nine wins? Nine wins in their last eleven games. That's impressive. Man. Top of the league, bro. I don't know. This this league is looking funny. City City Two is still looking like they're making a comeback. We'll touch on that later. But there's even United is playing Liverpool this weekend. Liverpool Liverpool haven't won a game in three games. That's the longest stretch since 2018, I believe. And that's very surprising to me. Like, do you guys feel it's more of the goals are drying up or the defense defense is not that good too and everything is just... I mean, they're not losing. I I think it's a combination of everything you just said, man. I was looking at their results. I feel like these guys, I think they scored all the goals they were supposed to score against West Brom, Newcastle and Southampton. I think they scored it against Crystal Palace. I thought they beat those guys 7 0, man. <laughs> well, I, I couldn't even believe in, that result. They scored one in three after that game. And that's not Liverpool. That's not Liverpool at all, man. Like, and Jota is out. Do you feel is Jota being out? That's I think also that too. Because he got good. like he got injured when he was yeah. like when he, he was picking. He was he was picking exactly. Yeah. Thanks, man. He was picking when he got injured. And then I feel I also feel like with the teams that they played against, they, they, those teams come with a game plan. Because if mm-hmm. if you analyze their result against West Brom, Newcastle, and Southampton, West Brom had twenty one percent possession, Newcastle had twenty six percent possession, Southampton had thirty three percent possession. <laughs> so they they call the seats back against United. They are not giving that their forward their forward three any space whatsoever. So. That's true. And then and, another thing with oh mm-hmm. so yeah go, 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 no go, no you yeah. no okay, you finish so, yeah with and another thing is with the CB problems they are having so like with all the injuries man Van Dijk out Gomez out Matip out we have to now start playing midfielders as centre backs these guys mm-hmm. have played Fabinho there they've played Henderson there occasionally that with Thiago Silva I said Thiago Silva <laughs> with Thiago out that's also depleting their strength in the middle too if you have to move like your top midfield players to the back. So I feel like they're just going through it, man. And it's like when you when you see their results and then you see the state of the team and what's going on, it's understandable. You is you you won't you shouldn't be that surprised what's happening mm-hmm. with them. And there's that now like I, I feel I temp- personally I feel this is a temporary problem like they'll finally pick mm-hmm. up for sure. For sure yeah. 
pick up again. But and this is one of the reasons I was scared with Liverpool. Like they actually don't have a creative midfielder, like someone mm. that is actually creative. And I feel that's what Nabi Keita was meant because Nabi, I would say Nabi Keita is creative, but he's up and down and he can make some passes here and there when he was in Leipzig. But that's not really panned out to what uh club thought it was going to be. Same thing with Thiago. Thiago is good to watch, but I feel Thiago is kind of a player that does a lot of things that, and at the end of the day, doesn't do anything. If you get what I mean. <laughs> I, I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. He's a sexy player to watch, if I can use that word. But at the end of the day, he doesn't do anything. And now that those front three are not scoring goals, like Firmino, his goals have dried up. Jota is injured. Now he's on Salah and Mane. And sadly, Sana, Salah is having a bad... A bad stretch of game, same with money. So everything is just, it's just you know that. You, you know how you said how they don't create from the middle. Mm-hmm. I think it's maybe because of like how, you know how he wants to play. He wants to play through yeah. the wings. He yeah. wants to play so through the wings. He doesn't really prioritize creativity from the middle. But then I think like teams are finding that out now. Mm-hmm. So they just pack their box. Like if that Southampton game, if you saw, those guys were pretty much playing with six center yeah. backs. <laughs> so um, I. I think he just needs to now start looking at ways to like attack through the middle and you know catch things off guard. But yeah, that's kind of like the main problem because of the fact that I think him too he kind of knew about like the fact that they were too reliant on Trent and Robertson. Yeah. <laughs> the Trent and Robertson pushing up was Trent and Robertson are basically like the creative outlets of the team, and also like Salah and Mane, they are literally the most something out of nothing players in the league like they just pop up and score from absolutely nothing like it's ridiculous how many times they do it but like once you manage to like, at least like from what Southampton did especially like they pushed and they choked friends immediately he started receiving the ball they did not even let him think about crossing yeah he won't listen out and Robertson, even though he was getting his way, they had enough people in the box to like stop the crosses. Yeah, that was just it. And with how far back they were sitting, Thiago couldn't do any of those stupid over the defense passes because they were already there. Like they just literally sat back and just checkmated them. And it helped that they got that early goal. Because I mean, there's there's really anyone could have done about that goal. And yeah, Trent should have done. A bit better, but uh, yeah. Trent is looking kind of <laughs> funny you now. Defense has never been a strong suit, true. true. So, respect to him, Salah didn't exactly help because I mean, he had to be watching two people on his side. So, <laughs> but yeah, it's also because of like that fact, like, there's not enough creativity coming from the middle. Also, like, their sport depth is actually a false image. Like, honestly, like, I mean, Origi had his time in that Champions League run, but now he's, he's not it. Minamino mm-hmm. Ford, they have decided to not pass the one. I, I don't know if done so Because like, if you see the spaces that he picks up, like, you know, my life tries to drop right in front of the box. But because of the fact that they literally do not create through the middle, it's mm-hmm. always going inside. And by the time they're yeah. coming back to the middle, it's already congested. So he can't do anything. Shakiri. I forget that Shakiri is there sometimes. Always <laughs> 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 injured. This guy Chamberlain just came back. God forbid, but he's probably going to get injured again soon. So I mean, there's just really not that much to help him from the bench. Jota too, he just got injured after he was 
like really entering peak form. Mm-hmm. Like, and their defense is short as well. Like, why is Alison getting injured? He's like the most injured people I've seen in my life. <laughs> no, that's like, true. He gets that's injured. True. Yeah. Like, he just have to have like a quota for like 10 games where he's going to miss the season. It doesn't make any sense. So, <laughs> last last, they'll be all right. If they don't come back and win the yeah, Man City or win it because Man City, even though they're not scoring as much, it's not like mm-hmm. they're playing badly. They just can't finish anymore, which is shocking. I'm selling. Sterling has just <laughs> we'll still, we'll still City. We'll still touch on Man City. But I mean Liverpool and United are playing this weekend. Would we'll, you guys have any predictions? Uh, this Liverpool plays. <laughs> just win. I don't I, care. I deal you. I deal you. Liverpool I think it's gonna be a draw. Uh, I want to Liverpool. I'm thinking it's one one draw. To be fair, it depends on who exactly up top for my if it's never like up top per se but it depends on where he plays Rashford because mm-hmm. yeah. I mean Rashford though that he can play like off the left and the striker but I mean technically he can produce off the right as well because <laughs> he's still making things happen from there he's very effective anyway I think the main problem they have is like what to do with Martial Especially since he's kind of been very sus this season. They just continue persevering, trying to hope that he gets back to full form. Or does the man just chop Greenwood inside and hope that he can outperform his XG again? Yeah. I think the other thing we need to think about is how Uli will approach the game. Because he like from last season, the guy knows how to get points against like big teams. He did it countless times against Man City yeah, last season. Yeah. So, yeah, if he just approaches the game the way like other teams like we saw Southampton, Newcastle did, I feel like they might have a chance. I don't want them to have a chance though, but uh, <laughs> uh, you just have to see what Oli will do. I think uh, tactically, big games. I think Oli Oli is good. I won't lie, but I want I want a, I want a Liverpool win. I'll say um two two one Liverpool. One Liverpool. Wally, what you say? Uh, I want at least like a one nil Liverpool win, but that's probably possible. I don't see them keeping a clean sheet, so uh, maybe just one one. Yeah, I feel one one is a fair result, but we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, let's touch on Man City now. Like I remember me saying that Man City, the cycle is over. I still believe the cycle is over. <laughs> don't get me wrong, but they are playing better. Like their defense is more solid. They are not scoring as much goals as they used to, but they are getting results. And even against Chelsea, they look they play Chelsea out of the park. Yeah, like they just good. they ravaged Chelsea. Like that was you just reminded me of like old city, like when Pep when Pep first came, like his second season. That's how they were playing. And to me, like I feel the defense has become really tight. Like oh, yeah. Ruben Diaz, Ruben Diaz and Stones, they've been very good. Yeah, yeah, Stones has been good recently. Yeah, Stones has been good, and I think Stones was even frozen out of the squad for a long time. And I even think the reason he's back is because Laporte is out. Or is Laporte back? He's back, but he can't remove either Stones or the other. Wow, and that's yeah, another that's reason. What did you say? That's how it is with City now. That's how it was for Bernardo Silva. 
Mm-hmm. I was really big really injured and he was playing. And the guy was just moving him everywhere to play CM, to play on the right. Like for that season, he was just unplayable. Then once KDB came back, just guy just sat on that bench. Mm-hmm. I mean that's 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 very true. Yeah, they're well dreamed, they're well drilled team, and everybody knows their roles. And when they miss players, it doesn't really affect them as a team. Now that thing is, I feel the attack is starting to click. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm, I'm Fudin and Gondwana should be guaranteed starter, starters on that team. To be honest, yeah, I feel oh Fudin is Fudin is very good. Like, really good. <laughs> oh my god, he used to boggle me why he never used to start Fudin because this guy is guy is good. I think he knew he was always going to use Fudin. I think he just needed to finish with silver. Because mm-hmm. Foden was always the heir to the throne. But at the beginning of the season, even at the beginning of the season, Foden wasn't starting. I remember. Of this season? Yeah, of this season. Foden wasn't starting. I remember it was, was this new guy. What's the name of this guy? This new guy from Spain, Ferran Torres. Was Torres I was playing? Was it Foden? And I'm like, why doesn't this guy start Foden? Like, Foden is good. Like, he can create, he can score. And he's very good at tight spaces, too. He's still like quite young. I kind of understand where Pep is coming from him because he's still a teenager. And you mm-hmm. don't want to come and just burn out and get some stupid injury, which is what I'm always afraid of because, like, before you come and hear that Martinelli or Saka, they come to do the ACL and they're out for like a season and a half. So it's kind of understandable. Yeah, we lost the like why he's not at least bringing him off the bench. And there are so much that he could have just brought him on and he could have changed the match. Oh, his pep, pep will do what pep. Our player is Gondugan. Gondugan is very underrated. I think I seen Wally tweet about him being underrated like, and I couldn't agree with you more enough. Like that guy is good. Even since since his BVB in Dortmund, he's been very good. He's playing well now. He's been out with injuries. I think he had COVID too, but right now everything is looking back on track. It's not even surprising because the only reason I tweeted about it was because some guy on football Twitter was saying that he was overpriced. Uh, he was literally less than 30 mil. He was <laughs> the definition of a bargain signing. A bargain signing. How old is he? How, how old is he doing? Because I feel like he has been around for a while. How old is Gondo? Let me, let me set that up. How old is Gondo? I think Gondo should be more than 25. It's 30. It's He's been there for a while, but he's good, yeah, man. Around, yeah, he's been there for a while. He's good. He's I good, like City. They're not blowing teams away this season. They're, like they used to, like, they're not the blowing teams away, but they are like right now. It seems like they're back. Like, they're getting that swagger back. Yeah. It was that yeah. Chelsea game that made me realize because I used to enjoy watching City, and all of a sudden I never really enjoyed it. But that Chelsea game, I really enjoyed it. Like KDB was pulling strings, everyone was yeah. clicking. Even Rodri, Rodri, Rodri started out slow, but he's Sterling. Sterling, I don't. Sterling is good, but I don't feel he'll ever reach that world class potential because he doesn't score goals that he's meant to score. He's not a consistent finisher. Although he has improved from his Liverpool days, his Liverpool days was bad. Like it was just a speed that that's what people say. But still, like he should be scoring those goals. Like that chance against 
against Chelsea. Like, he had any, the chance against, yeah. He had the chance any, against us. Yeah. Any serious? I don't understand why he decided to go on to his left. <laughs> it was a <laughs> <stupid> decision. <laughs> against Chelsea. Yeah, man, that's that's really for City. Do you guys have anything to add? <laughs> in, relation, in, relation to the, in relation to the Premier League, because things are changing fast. <laughs> See, this season is is unpredictable, man. <laughs> it's it's almost like every month there's a team that's at the top that's going to win the league. This month it looks like it's United. <laughs> very very remember, but a few months ago, a few weeks ago, it was Chelsea. It was Before Chelsea. that, it was Tottenham. Even Tottenham. There was, there was a Tottenham period too. <laughs> so it's unpredictable, man. So it's interesting, man. It's interesting. It's I feel like is it is it team that gets their shit together at the end of the day? Like go on the yeah. run when other teams are faltering that will carry it at the end of the day. That's but true. I hope it's not United, man. Oh Wally, what do you think? I mean, yeah, like like a concert depends on who gets their shit together the fastest, whether it's one of the big clubs or even the other guys that people may not see as big clubs outside of being like I mean Everton are technically a massive club, even though People also say so and ask them about as well. So like I mean, they technically in the race too, they're right up there. And if they stick together like four wins on the bounce and the other guys falter, they will be at the top. So it it really could be either way. Just hopefully not united. <laughs> <laughs> just not united. There's, there's a united agenda here. <laughs> Because we know United fans won't allow us. Won't oh allow us. my god! Every 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 two days, everybody is always sending me something on Twitter. Every guy. <laughs> oh funny. god! I hope. I hope. It's funny. It's funny. But I just like I like how the league is panning out. Like it's so unpredictable, and that's the fun part of me. I know my team is out, so I can just watch and me enjoy. Too. I won't like. This is what I like to see. I don't like to see when one team runs away with it. I just wish oh. Chelsea were involved, but <laughs> they are not. So we'll watch now. Let's see. That's it for today's episode, man. Do you guys have anything to add? Any parting words? It might be. Any, it can be anything. For me, for me, this is off topic, but mm-hmm. I, feel like I just want to say, if you're if you're out there and you're going through anything, please, please, please share with someone, talk to somebody. I people will be, you're not alone. That's why I discovered because um it was a period last year to where it was very hard for me. Mm-hmm. It was it was a tough period, and one thing my family always complained about consistently was i don't like sharing i like keeping things to myself and um so trying to figure it out yeah so i actually um decided that i would start talking to people about it anytime i like i was i felt i felt down counting and it really helps it really helps so i just want to put that out there that it helps knowing that you're not alone and then there's somebody that can hold you and tell you everything is going to be okay. It helps. So please, if you're out there and you're going through it, you're not alone, please share. Share, share. Ali, any... Yeah, honestly, (laughs) yeah, the same thing. Just, I mean, you should never feel like you're alone because, I mean, there's, like, it should always be someone there for you. So I just, even if it's, like, someone that you haven't heard from in a while, I just try to like keep in touch. Mm. I just pop anyone a message to say how far was good. I just talk to somebody. 
That's me too. Well, thanks a lot, boys. We'll definitely catch up some other time. You guys take care. Thanks, bro.